when Joseph met the angel a second time in a dream. The angel told Joseph, Stand up, rise up, and bring the mother and the child for safety in Egypt. The Lord told him, Stand up. Where do you stand? What are you standing for? We are building a nation of peace, of progress, of unity. We also dream of the same church that is based on the plan of the Lord for us so that the kingdom of God may reign and uh, we may restore all things in Christ. But where do you stand? Where are your roots? It is good to keep in mind that if our community is a tree, we can say our nation is the trunk, our community is the trunk, our congregation is the trunk, and the leaves, the leaves are the fruits of our mission, the leaves are the fruits of our apostolates, the leaves are the fruits of our missionary endeavors. But where are the roots? A tree cannot stand without roots. And the roots are on the ground. What keeps the roots together? The soil. And the soil symbolizes the values that we stand for. Yes, we have roots dating back to 2,000 years. We have roots dating back to the years of our founder. But where do you stand? Where are your roots? There is something beautiful in returning to our first love. Remember the first kiss or the first date. You remember the first embrace or the first letter received, the first smile we received. But before that, you remember the first day in kindergarten or first Holy Communion or first confession. There is something beautiful in the first. Maybe the first meal, the first burger, the first chicken joy. There is something beautiful in everything first. There is also something very and truly romantic. We also remember the first day we went to the formation house in order to answer God's call. There is something beautiful in the first because the first gives us dynamism. The first gives us energy. And the first lifts us up to cloud nine. We feel we can conquer the world and we are ready. And then, without our knowing it, the first love, the first fire is diminished and it becomes only a flicker. The first fire is diminished, and it just becomes a flickering light. 
And then you ask yourself, where is the fire? I am taken over by boredom, by monotony, by hurt. I am hurt by my own community. I am hurt by my own superiors. I am also even hurting myself because of my repeated sins that I don't like to give up. But there is something beautiful in remembering our first love. Because when you remember your first love, you also see how different you are right now. The wall that is white does not grow whiter with time. It becomes dirty eventually, so it needs cleaning and maybe even repainting. So it is with our souls. Where are you? Where is your first love? Did not the Lord speak to us, to the church in Ephesus, when he accused the church of having forgotten its first love? We are the first love of Jesus. And Jesus is our first love. All the other loves before him were short and fake. Jesus is our first love. And the verb should be is, not was. Jesus is our first love. Jesus is our only love. But we have lost the flavor. We have lost the taste. We have lost the excitement, the fire, the passion, the zeal of our first love. And now we do not know where we stand anymore. We're just floating. We're just allowing the current to carry us without any direction. What should we do? After remembering your first love, there is no other way but to repent. To repent and say, I have deviated. To repent and say, I have been distracted and I have compromised. To repent and be able to say, I need to return to where I started. I need to return to my first love. But repenting is not enough. After repenting, we must return. We must return and repeat loving our first love. In the dream of Joseph, being told by the angel, stand up, rise up, and go to Egypt. He stood up, he rose up, to save the mother and the child from death, from murder. Where do you stand? Where is your first love? Why have you compromised? What are the poor substitutes? You remember at the wedding in Cana, they were already about to drink water, a substitute for wine. But the Lord, through the prayers of the Virgin Mother, changed water into wine. It is the will of God for us to enjoy bumbling, life-giving, invigorating, sweet wine. So what are the substitutes 
bland, tasteless water. Bland, tasteless ministry. Bland, tasteless commitment to religious life. Now, should we stay that way? No. The Lord came so that we may have fullness of life, so that we may have life to the full. So, if we tell the Lord, Lord, I want to stand up like Joseph, to stand up for what is right, to stand up for life, to stand up for the mother and for the child. Lord, I have lost my first love. I have compromised. I have lost my passion. I have lost my zeal. I am bored. Life is monotonous and the hurt is deep and the cross is heavy. I don't like to walk one step further, Lord. Lord, I have gotten accustomed to bland, tasteless water, the poor substitutes in my life. Where do I stand? Lord, I want to stand up for you. And I want to stand on you because you are my rock. The second dream of Joseph invites us to ask ourselves, where do you stand? What do you stand for? The answer to the two questions is, I stand up for the Lord, and I am standing on the Lord, my rock and my salvation. Is the Lord your rock? Is the Lord the soil holding the roots of your life? Is the Lord your sweet wine? Is it still the Lord or something else or someone else? Stand up for the Lord. Rise up.